Hello, and welcome to What's the Big Idea? I'm your host, Michelle Tuck Ponder. Today's episode is brought to you by Destination Imagination, commonly referred to as DI, the leading creative problem-solving experience for children. Through DEI's innovative, project-based educational experiences, participants gain the skills that will set them up for success in careers like the one we're going to hear about today. Learn more about DI at destinationimagination.org. On today's episode, we are pleased to welcome Johnny Wells, and that is said with all kinds of sincerity. If that name sounds familiar, that's because Johnny is my colleague and the Director of Education here at Destination Imagination. Johnny spent 31 years as an educator in the state of Texas, most of that time as a dedicated advocate for gifted and talented education. He was honored as Teacher of the Year by the Texas Association for the Gifted and Talented in 2009. Johnny also spent many years as a DI volunteer in pretty much every possible volunteer role before joining our staff as Director of Education. Joining us today from Sulphur Springs, Texas, please welcome Johnny Wells. Hey, Johnny. Hey there, Michelle. It's good to hear your voice today. Well, it's good to hear yours, too. And I'm really delighted to have you on the podcast because this is an opportunity for some of our listeners to get a a look or a glimpse at some of the inner workings of Destination Imagination. So I'm going to get right to it and ask you to give us a quick description of your job. What's a typical work day for you? <laughs> typical. There is no such thing as typical workday at Destination Imagination. Let me just say that right up front. But uh, as director of education, it's just as you would imagine. I get to direct all of those things that have some sort of impact on education of young people or even adults. That would be input into our training for our volunteers or for educators. Uh, It would also be around educational alliances. Are there any sponsors or partnerships that we have with people outside of the Destination Imagination family that would like to come along beside us, that we do similar sorts of things in education? Um, And then the other aspect that most people would expect is I also uh, get to work with our team that put together and create all the great challenges and instant challenges that we do. And of course, In the world of education at Destination Imagination, we do more than just your typical team challenges that most people know about. We do some other projects as well where we create challenges that perhaps a sponsor would like for us to be able to put out there. Or maybe it's a new product that's going to be some type of educational experience for uh, young people. Maybe it's a small group of young people, or maybe it's a large international group of young people. So we do quite a few things on the educational front. But primarily, I'm more like the one who's kind of the keeper of all things educational, making sure that we stay very true to education and that we stay very true to creating lifelong learners through the Destination Imagination Pedagogy. 
Well, that is, as I certainly know, a very big job. Um, we and and that was a great segue to what we talk a lot about at DI and for our lifelong learners. And those are the four C's, communication, collaboration, critical thinking and creativity. But I want to turn it around to you. Which of these four skills do you use the most in your work? And can you elaborate on how? Uh, easy one. That is a really easy one. It would be creativity. And, and I'll say that it's creativity because creativity actually of those four C's is more like an umbrella for the others. So when you think about creativity, I can't sit in the creative space and, and the creativity space without encapsulating things like collaboration. Because whenever you're working and being creative, it's about collaboration. And when we say collaboration, we don't just mean collaboration with other people, but we collaborate with research and we collaborate with materials and we collaborate with a, a process somewhere. Collaboration is a big deal anytime you get ready to create. And then the same thing is true of critical thinking. One cannot create unless one is constantly asking, clarifying questions and, and looking for critical answers to things so that you make sure that you're meeting the specific challenge with the solution you're creating. Because if you don't think about it critically, you're going to end up missing the, the, the point, the target, if you would, with your solution whenever you're being creative. And, the, and then even with, say, communication. Creativity is really all about communicating. It's about how do I put together a solution that communicates the most effective and the best way to solve a problem. So it's, it, that's an easy one for me. When you talk about the four C's right up front, it's got to be a creativity. All right. All right. That's a great answer. You know, one of the things I think is um, really challenging for certainly us at headquarters is that um, there's a lot that goes into um, making our program work. I think I think they get to see a big part of it at global finals, but we've traveled along a very long road um, to get to that global finals experience. And, and I'm curious, what what is it that you would wish what part of the process, the behind the scenes work that goes into creating our educational experiences, what part of that process do you wish were more widely known or that people knew about? Oh, I think if I could put out there to let people in on a portion of what we do that they don't ever really think about, or they might not even know that exists, are the personal conversations between colleagues and staff members, as well as conversations that we have even with our volunteers in discussing all of the small details that go into things, all of those small things that you would never realize actually had an entire 30 minute conversation around. Sometimes it's around a word or sometimes it's around the time slot that you do something because those conversations become so interesting and so involved and it, and we find ourselves in a 30 minute time slot going, oh, well, let's Google this. Oh, did you think about this? Oh, that's an interesting concept. But the but just the conversations around some of the small details, I think that most people could probably imagine the big guiding things that we do. But I think around the small details and when you get down to the small details, 
that's where destination imagination and the discussion of destination imagination becomes very personal for the learners that we actually create for. And, and I think that that would be huge. I think that most people would be fascinated to get to sit in on a conversation, say, between all of the people on the educational experiences team, which I get the opportunity to work with and direct, that they would find that fascinating. Some of the detailing that we actually talk about and some of the trivial kinds of things that we learn in doing that that we didn't even know existed because we get to talk about things across the globe. You know, culturally, what would that be like in China? as opposed to what is that like culturally in the United States or uh, in England, in the UK. So it, it really, uh, it has to be that if they could just sit in on the conversations around the details, I think it would be probably something that they never would have even thought about or known that exists. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think one of the thing, things I always find fascinating is how many people um, can put something into the soup. And 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 how many resources we tap into um, in order to get to the finish line. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, when you talk about all these details, it, it would be really nice if we could just go to Google and get all that information. <laughs> but a lot of that information is in people's heads. It is. Or in people's memories or in people's experiences. And and that's what that's what we tap into every day. So that that is truly one of the things I think people would be kind of floored if they knew how much effort we put into um, making sure that we talk to as many people and tap into as many of those resources as we can. So, but now help me understand because you were a classroom teacher, you're an educator. I was. Um, did you use the four C's as a classroom teacher? Did I use the four C's as a classroom teacher? I absolutely use the four C's as part of what I did in the classroom. Uh, but I would have to say that probably I used more destination imagination pedagogy in the classroom than what I did really the four C's because out of that pedagogy came the four C's and the impact that the four C's had on the students in my classroom. So hold up for a second because some of our listeners are going to say, what's a pedagogy? Well, pedagogy is actually this this philosophy of teaching, if you would. So let me ask you a question as, as an educator, because I don't think you're ever a former educator. You, you, you sound like a, a live and kicking educator to me right now. Talk to me a little bit about the impact of social media on the four C's and the educational experience within the classroom and in, in DI. Um, I think social media has probably in a lot of ways stifled, if you would, some of the things around the four C's. We like to think that it would open it up, but I think that there has been somewhat of a little, it's a great tool. It's a great tool to have social media because it is a platform where you can actually express some of those four C's and utilize those four C's out there. But at the same time, social media has become somewhat of an arena where people are opened up to criticism. And particularly where you're putting yourself out there in an educational front and you're trying to put something out there where you want to show people what you've learned, you're you're really opening yourselves up to criticism. And and I have to say, and this is kind of my philosophy in education, too, is that a lot of the criticism that we see in social media that comes back on people who post something or put up content 
I think a lot of that is learned even from our own experiences in school because grading, for example, and that's one of my big pet peeves around grading is that grading has always been not about what have you done that I can give you credit for. But if you look at the concept of grades, we always talk about grades as what am I taking away? Like you start with a hundred and at the top of the paper, I put minus six because you miss six. I always mark the ones that you miss. Uh, students, when they get a test paper, say, how much do each one of these count off? Or they ask another student, how many did you miss? If you so a deficit, to, from a deficit, a position always, of, of deficit as opposed to assets. Absolutely. And so that thinking is carried over into social media because that's the way we think. We mm -hmm. think I need to give you negative feedback mm -hmm. in social media rather than giving you positive feedback, because that's really psychologically, that's where we've been trained emotionally in education. That's the way we think people put things out there for you to take away from it, not to give you a positive feedback on it. So I, I think you're right. Absolutely. It's about a deficit. It is. Yeah. That's it. That's something that, that I'm, I'm very concerned about. Um, is social media and and how and how actually what it requires is for kids to be even better communicators and yes. and stronger critical thinkers and better collaborators and because social media can also be isolating. It, so yeah, it can um, be. It can be, but as you point out, if they're better at those skills, there are fewer holes that someone can poke into what they put out there in social media. Yeah, if they're better yeah. at those skills. So you make a good point. But I still think that we would be we would be better served if we just listen to what our grandmama said. And mm -hmm. if you don't have something nice to say, then don't say anything at all. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So I want to shift and talk a little bit about your extensive volunteer um, experience for Destination Imagination um, prior, of course, prior to joining our staff. Um can you first of all talk to me about all the different roles that you had, and and secondly, how did that volunteer experience prepare you for the job you do now? Oh well, let's see. If you look at my jobs, I was a team manager. I've been a challenge writer, both for Instant Challenge and Team Challenge. I have been an appraiser. I've been a challenge master. I've been a regional director. I was the president of the chair for. Texas Destination Imagination at the affiliate level. I was on the board of trustees for DI Inc. for a number of years. Uh, pretty much, if you were to list every, I was a parent of DI Kids. I'll throw that one in there too. Uh, if you listed everything that you could do with Destination Imagination as a volunteer, I have had every job with the exception, I've never been a team member. I was never on a Destination Imagination team. But if you list anything else, I've done that job. And I have to say that whenever you're doing the job that I'm doing around education now, one is empathy. I understand how difficult it is for our volunteers out there to deliver what they're delivering. Um, so I, I have empathy for the jobs that, because it takes a lot for volunteers to be able to step up and deliver um, all the things that there are to be done in our organization. But on the flip side of that, I also have a very realistic view of what I know you can do because I've been there and done it. Is it easy? No, but realistically, um, I can look at it and say, this is doable. 
And therefore, because I look at it realistically, I can come alongside people and say, I want to encourage you in this. I want to encourage you and I want to give you some pointers. Let's talk about it. So all of those roles have really and truly, they've had a huge impact on me being able to do the kind of job that I'm doing here with Destination Imagination now, uh, because it it really and truly allows me to have enough lenses to look at things, to be able to try to look at it from a lot of different perspectives. And that's true of even some of our materials. I know my team sometimes, like they send me something to read and I'm like, okay, as a team manager, I like this. As an appraiser, I wouldn't like this. Here's why I wouldn't like it as an appraiser. And here's why I would like it as a team manager. So I have that ability and and it has served me well so far in my position. Johnny, thank you so much for answering those questions for me. Um, I think it tells people a lot about how the sausage gets made at at DI. Um, Now, I'm going to go to our next section of our podcast, and it's called Rapid Fire. And so you are going to be asked to provide gut reaction, one word answers to the following questions. Are you ready? Uh, I have never in my life been able to use one word for anything, but I'll try my best, Michelle. I I understand that, but I, I, I want you to try. Okay, here we go. What's one thing you wish you learned more about in school? Creativity. What would you say is your superpower? The I can't think of one word for it, but it's thinking outside the box. Okay. What's the first thing you would buy if you won the lottery? I would buy a pair of shoes. If you could try any other career, which one would you choose? I would want to be a maitre d' at a um, restaurant, maybe a host or restaurant. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Thank you very much for those. And you did a great job. You did almost all of them in one word. And well, and and I felt like I was taking some sort of psychological test there. (laughs) It it worries me. Well, I'm going to have to follow up on that Mater D career aspiration, but we'll talk about that offline. All right. Well, if you ever want to have a DI diner, you got your man for the front door. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. Is there anything else you'd like for us to know before we wrap up? Uh, That I absolutely love what I'm doing. Um, Life is too short not to love what you're doing. And I love what I'm doing. I loved what I was doing when I was in the classroom. I absolutely just every day is a new day and an exciting day. And I love it. Awesome. Awesome. And one last question. What big ideas excite you now? Big idea that excites me right now would probably be that education as a whole across the globe looks like it is being reimagined in a lot of ways. And it excites me to think that more students are going to become much more involved in their own education as we move forward into the future. Well, it's been great talking with you today, as it is great talking with you every day that I get to engage and um, and work with Johnny Wells. Um, we would like to acknowledge that this episode of What the Big Idea was recorded on land, originally inhabited and cultivated by the Caddo, Lenape and Shawnee Nations. We are grateful for this land and for the people who have stewarded it for generations. 
This episode was produced by Kelsey Selleck with voiceover material provided by Donald Afiro and Chris Beisel and music by Kevin McLeod. You can learn more about Johnny or about DI by visiting us at destinationimagination.org. If you'd like to inspire even more big ideas for young people around the world, consider making a charitable contribution to DI at destinationimagination.org slash donate. I'm Michelle Tuck Ponder. Thanks for listening to What's the Big Idea? Hey, it's been a bit of a year. If you've got young people in your life, you're looking for ways to combat learning loss and keep kids excited about education. We hear you. Destination Imagination has your back. Download our free guide of STEAM activities you can do at home or in the classroom. These activities are hands-on ways to reinforce what your kids are learning. Download this fun, free resource by visiting destinationimagination.org slash the big idea. Department of Labor estimates that 65% of today's students will be employed in jobs that have yet to be invented. We have no way of knowing what those jobs will entail, but we do know that the skills that will prepare them for success are the skills that they can develop through destination imagination. Hi, I'm Chris Beisel, Director of Training for Destination Imagination. I was a team manager for 15 years and 22 teams before I joined the staff. Being a team manager was the best thing that I did for all my children. Destination Imagination, or DI, is an international project-based competition that reinforces the four C's, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. You probably heard about those skills in today's episode, and DI is the place where kids like yours develop those skills for themselves. Students work together in small teams to create solutions to a challenge. DI's team challenges fall into one of seven categories, scientific, technical, engineering, fine arts, improvisation, service learning, and for our younger children, early learning. A DI team selects one of those seven challenges and prepares a solution to present to the local tournament. Throughout the experience, students create projects, solve problems, build relationships, learn new concepts, and have a great time in the process. We're building the workforce of the future. Today's DI participants are tomorrow's innovators, problem solvers, and leaders. If that sounds like a good fit for you and the young people in your life, we would love to have you join us. To get started today, visit DestinationImagination.org slash learn more.